Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at A to Z Sports. You like our Facebook page at A to Z Sports Nashville. We're Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for our show and for you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville. Find out how much your home can rent for by going to renterswarehouse.com. Mandu, the pulse of fitness. Got a workout tomorrow morning. 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. Uh, Wilson County Hyundai for your brand-new ride. Check them out at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Calvin and Subtle for new hardwood floors and finishings. They are at calvinandsubtle.com. And the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So, Zach, you teased this yesterday. Yesterday we had a good, great show. Great show yesterday. I brought forth two contract offers that the Titans could present, Corey Davis and Carl Lawson in free agency. We talked a lot about that. We talked about the extra third-round draft pick the Titans got uh, with the compensatory pick of losing Jack Conklin and others. But then you tease at the very begin at the very end of the show, there's something that nobody's talked about this offseason. And Zach, that's the backup quarterback position. Yeah, and a lot of people guessed it yesterday, but that was a uh I think the Titans got lucky last year. Uh not many times do you go through a full season with your starting quarterback not really getting banged up or and Tannehill took some hits. Like it was, he stood in the pocket and made some tough throws. But luckily for the Titans, they maintained their starting quarterback in Ryan Tannehill because we were all scared to death of Logan Woodside jogging out into the middle of the field and calling a play on a consistent basis because that would kill their hopes. Backup quarterbacks, hard to win a Super Bowl or even get to the playoffs in the condition they were in. Uh, with a backup quarterback. It has been done before, but uh, as as Nick Foles, but that was an anomaly I think in the NFL. And so I think you I think John Robinson takes a look and says, "Look, we got lucky. We got away with one last year in a Super yeah. Bowl window as we keep talking about. We have got to address this quarterback situation." And I'm curious, does John Robinson think it's sooner rather than later? Or is he willing to roll the dice one more time based on Ryan Tannehill's contract? Yeah, well, it's it's all about setting yourself up the right way. And you could draft a quarterback to have in your in your system for a couple of years, uh, but I, I still think it's too early to draft the next starter. I think it's I think it's a you don't really know when Ryan Tannehill is going to start his decline. Well, as his he gets, out is two years from now. Two years from now. So, he's yeah, yeah, you're right. But again, quarterbacks age well, and quarterbacks, the game has changed when it comes to paying quarterbacks and how long they can play at a high level. And we'll see what happens with TV contracts and where the salary cap is two years from now and what Ryan Tannehill's value can be as a 34-year-old quarterback going into 2023, right? So – that's far away, but Brent says the Titans have a backup. Logan Woodside has made some good throws. Why do people keep dismissing Logan Woodside? And Luis says, bruh, Logan Woodside is fine. And I don't know what Brent – Brent said yesterday that he had never heard of Carl Lawson. And now he's saying today that Logan Woodside has made some good throws. Zach, Logan Woodside attempted three passes all last season – 
for, for a grand total of seven yards. He made one completion, and that was as the up back on a fake punt to Nick Westbrook against the Baltimore Ravens. Very important nice throw, but one nice throw. He threw two <laughs> passes against the Green Bay Packers when the Titans were blown out in the snow. He went over two. He ran the ball one time for 18 yards against the Jags in a blowout, and then he took six kneel downs. That is Logan Woodside's entire season last year. Career. In one breath. No, that's his career. No, you're right, because entering last season, he had not thrown a single regular season pass. So now he has thrown three regular season passes, one of them the only completion of his career on a fake punt. Don't don't come to a gunfight with a knife. We've talked about this, Brent. So, look if you if you want to follow the trend of the Titans offseason and roll with continuity, then you can be <laughs> fine with Logan Woodside as your backup quarterback. But if something goes wrong with Ryan Tannehill, Logan Woodside is a significant drop off from what Tannehill has shown the last couple of years. And really, it's more Derrick Henry saying, oh, no, now they're going to run me dead into the ground because they can't afford to throw. That's And that, and, and I'm going to take it a step further of what I just said, and very, very well done, Austin, of spitting you. some facts. Uh, you can't afford to lose, and it's football, right? I mean, people get hurt. You don't know what the, the, the future is going to hold for Ryan Tannehill, but – if he goes down in some capacity, you cannot afford to run Derrick Henry into the ground because they will be scared to pass. They will not, especially with a new offensive coordinator with not much experience. I mean, he's a first-time play caller again. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that, that that is why we're having this conversation is just to look at where they are, what they're going to do, and really – in the mind of J-Rob, what is his gut about this particular position moving forward? Yeah, so let's go ahead and ask everybody. I think it's a pretty simple question. It's how should the Titans address the backup quarterback position through the draft or free agency? So it's pretty simple. Draft or free agency for the backup quarterback position. Uh, but first, let me tell you guys about the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care whenever that injury happens in life and you never know when it will but you need to know where to go and make sure you're prepared for when it happens and that is the bone and joint institute right there in franklin tennessee a beautiful facility less than two years old about to have its second birthday but they've got over a dozen doctors there at the bone and joint institute that can make sure they get you back to the path of full recovery, and they do it all right there. State-of-the-art rehab facility, their surgery center in that building is phenomenal. They've walked Zach and I through it before. It's really cool. Boneandjointtn.org. It is eSports. Don't forget BetMGM. You can make your picks uh, right there like Austin and I did yesterday. BetMGM, code A-T-O-Z Sports. It is Friday, and that means it is A to Z Sports picks. We created a show with Vegas insider Brian Edwards, and CBS Sportsline's Alan Bell. If you're on Twitter, you should definitely follow those guys. They know their stuff. But today, a special time because of the SEC tournament, high noon. Make sure your live notifications on. A to Z Sports picks coming your way at high noon. I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be giving, getting my picks and probably locking those in to my Bet MGM app. Yeah, they're going to be focused on Vols Gators. Uh, that happens at 1.30, so that's why it's a, it's a noon start for A to Z Sports picks. Okay, so how should the Titans – address the backup quarterback position 
Should it be through the draft or free agency? Zach, what are the uh, comments saying that you're saying? Yeah, well, uh, 305, who uh, Mr. 305, maybe he knows Pitbull down there in South Florida, says Bonzo. both draft one, sign one, keep the best, practice squad the other. Like, I don't usually go with, no, like, right. That's it. everything. That's the plan. <laughs> like, I mean, but 305's got a plan right now, there. Now, I, I will say this. Logan Woodside is under contract through the 2021 season, and he's going to make a whopping $780,000 this year. So, it's not like Logan, Logan Woodside will be showing up through training camp as a quarterback on the Titans roster, and we'll see what, what, what happens from there. And I... Look, Logan Woodside. I've I've actually um, I had a Part shot three. at uh, Tin Roof with Logan Woodside. Really good dude. Like nice guy. Talked to him for a little while. Kind of random. Random. This was before the pandemic, obviously. But like, I, I don't have anything against Logan Woodside. I just don't know if he's capable uh, of doing this. Jeff says draft because the cap situation need other positions for that backup quarterback. Uh, I'd rather use another draft pick for a quarterback. Let's sign someone cheap from free agency from Alex. Uh, I, I'd, I'd rather, rather not, not, excuse yeah, me, rather yeah, not yeah. use. And, yeah, and because John, Robin, John Robinson's drafted two quarterbacks. Now they've been a six-round quarterback and a seventh-round quarterback from wide-out spread, run-and-gun, run-and-shoot offenses, and Luke Falk and Cole McDonald both were atrocious. Yeah, and I've heard this a lot. Jeremy brings up sign Alex Smith. What do you think about that? Austin, because Alex Smith no longer with the Washington football team. It looked like the feel good story for a little while, but they broke on not very good terms as reading up on that. If you're, if you sign Alex Smith, are you going to be comfortable watching Alex Smith move or struggle to move around with the lack of mobility that he has being so recent off the nearly the injury that nearly took his life? and the infections and what that process was, I, I I cringed every time I watched Alex Smith drop back in the pocket last season, and I don't I don't think the Titans are going to do something like that. Yeah, he I, and I watched a number of Alex Smith's games. Uh, he, he was adequate, but isn't that what you want from a backup quarterback? My problem is, and I think Jarrell mentioned it, is he's going to want money. And to be a starter. Now, he may not get that first part, but he's going to want money. I think Alex Smith will probably be too expensive, as we've talked about, for this offseason. You cannot prioritize a really good backup quarterback when you only have a certain amount of money in a very strange low-cap year. Yeah. Yeah. So the question is draft or free agency. I see a lot of people bringing up Trey Lance. Guys, Trey Lance is not going to be an option whatsoever uh, when it comes to So I'll ask you this before I'll – because I really want to know, Austin, what you think about this question. Okay. Do you think there is any chance that John Robinson drafts a quarterback for the future in this draft? That's tough because you guys are bringing up some draft pick names that are interesting. Uh, and how they would work with the style of offense the Titans play. You know, if you're drafting a quarterback outside of the first round, it's a it's a four-year rookie deal. You know you've got at least two more years with Ryan Tannehill, and he's playing at, at such a high level, they could try to extend that contract. He's got three years left on his contract, two years before the out. So 
you're basically, if you draft a quarterback that you believe can be the guy after Tannehill, he's going to have to sit and wait for at least half of his rookie contract. So you're not going to find out about him. But there's until- benefit there, at, at some would say. I mean, you could get lucky like the Patriots did and turn that into a trade and trade Garoppolo away for another draft pick, but that's I don't necessarily see that as a high-chance probability. It's the fact if they draft a quarterback, the reality is that quarterback will sit behind Ryan Tannehill for the next three years, and then in year four, you don't know if Tannehill gets extended. Now you might have wasted that draft pick and for a guy to just sit for four years to go play for somebody else. Okay, so here's a scenario. Uh, TD, our uh, our guy at ESPN.com, Teron, says, as I said earlier, what about Kellen Mond with the compensatory pick at 100 in the third round? Kellen Mond, now I've watched a lot of snaps by Kellen Mond. Yes, anybody uh, who covers and watches the SEC has watched a lot of Kellen Mond. Yes, and... Two years ago, they had one of the hardest schedules in the SEC, and they, he didn't do very well. The inconsistencies up and down, up and down. He's not a bad passer. He's not a great thrower, but he can move, I think, within Ryan Tannehill. The style of play, the offense doesn't have to change, and that's what you're looking for in a backup quarterback. You're not looking for you know Michael Vick to Mike Glennon. You don't want that. That doesn't make any sense. He can move in the pocket, do those rollouts, and can he do play action very well? Because that's priority number one if you have Derrick Henry in the backfield. Yeah, and he's been playing out of the shotgun at Texas A&M for however many years he's been there, which feels like a lot. But most and, quarterbacks in college have. Right, but that, the that's Titan, what they do. And But, Zach, the, the, the Titans use shotgun, but they also use quarterback under center with I-formation play action pass probably more than anybody else in the NFL in this day and age. So – this brings us to our next question. So we're going to kind of shuffle around the initial plan here because of what uh, Teron brought up with Kellen Mond drafting him 100th overall with that compensatory draft pick. We're, let's ask this, Zach. What's the earliest round the Titans should think about drafting a quarterback? What's the earliest round the Titans should think about drafting a quarterback? But first, tell everybody about Calvin and Subtle. Yeah, CalvinandSuttle.com. That's where you need to go to get your hardwood for 615-448-6414 if you're in the Middle Tennessee area and you need brand new hardwood fours. Rip up that old carpet and upgrade the equity of your home. We talked about, I've already given you a great idea about how your kitchen can look a lot better. Go to your wife and she's going to be like, are you feeling okay, honey? Because why are you talking about our kitchen? Well, you're going to be like this genius of a person on A to Z Sports told us, we need look white kitchen with this Rivoli darker hardwood floor. It will just pop, and the kids will love it. You'll love it. Convince her. It's going to be great. Renovate your home. It will increase the equity. 615-448-6414 or online at calvinandsubtle.com. Hey, to Z Sports, I just saw some news. Uh, it kind of has something to do with BetMGM. BetMGM, uh, the king of sportsbooks. Download the app. Sign up using our code ATOZ Sports. Uh, for a risk-free bet up to $600. Uh, I just saw that, that Virginia, Zach, who we were watching very closely yesterday, oh, no. is, now, COVID? is now done oh. in the ACC tournament as COVID has now cost uh, Duke and Virginia the rest of 
the ACC tournament. So our, our, our guys, our A to Z sports pick guys, Alan Bell and Brian Edwards will be on live with A to Z sports picks brought to you by BetMGM at noon today, talking SEC tournament and all the great college basketball action. Again, a risk-free bet up to 600 bucks with your first deposit and first bet when you use the code ATOZ Sports. Uh, visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older, must be present in Tennessee for gambling problem support. Call the Tennessee Red Line at 800 889 9789. So that's interesting information uh, right there. But back to our conversation. What is the earliest round, the earliest round the Titans should think about drafting a quarterback? Let me go to the chat because yeah. we have some like. The chat responded very well to this question. I mean, out of the gate, they gave very, I mean, they gave defined answers. Donald says round three to four. Jarrell says second. Alex goes with fourth. Joshua goes fifth. Steven goes fourth. A lot of people watch on YouTube. Shout out to YouTube. Mark says fourth round. Sir Easter says fourth round. Juan says fourth round. Kyle says fifth. MB says fourth. Austin goes third round. Evan says fourth. So does Jeff. So does Tights and Truth. Dom goes with the third round if somebody is there. And Octavius says you don't. So I respect that. Octavius is just saying, look, I don't draft a, a yeah. quarterback. Doesn't matter which round. We got a lot of fours and have some threes like Clayton right there. Austin, where do you side on this question? So I've got the Titans draft picks out here. They've got the two third round draft picks at 85 and 100. I don't think spending. Like, I, Tron, I, I love you, man. But I think draft using that 100th overall draft pick, bonus pick because of compensatory, albeit I get it, I think that's too high. because Inside I think the, linebacker. Look, I, I did – I look, I jump on the draft network mock draft machine yesterday, and I thought I put out a dandy of a uh, top uh, three-round picks. I think Brevin Jordan out of Miami could go around that 85 to 100 range. I think inside linebacker uh, – offensive line that you need to add depth to extra wide receivers could be available in that third round or cornerback. There are so many needs that this team has that they need to get deeper with. I don't think the third, the two third round picks are a smart option for a quarterback, unless you obviously absolutely love this quarterback. But then I, I look at the fourth round, which is 126 overall. That, that's kind of what this feels like. And Kellen Mond, I think maybe a third – I don't know what the grade is on Kellen Mond. I can pull up CBS Sports uh, real quick. They've got uh, Kellen Mond as the eighth-best quarterback. I'm looking at Sports Illustrated. Has Kellen Mond as a fifth-round grade. But those guys usually go higher than what they're graded out at. So I think if you can get Kellen Mond or Jamie Newman – at 126 or move around the fourth round, I think that makes a lot of sense for the Titans to be able to get the best value out of that. And TD comes back and says, you shouldn't un underestimate the importance of having a backup quarterback. And that's why we're doing the show today on this topic, because I do agree with that. And here's the problem, Austin, history. The history of John Robinson picking late round quarterbacks, not good. Actually well, dreadful. Hey, Luke I Falk is the worst. Cole McDonald was bad. I will go to my grave. I've watched a lot of Titans practice, 10-plus years, closer to 12. Seen a lot of quarterbacks go through there. I've seen Kerry Collins throw a dart into a trash can. I've also seen Luke Falk. 
He's the worst quarterback I've ever seen in person as a professional. And I don't, I don't know if you went to a practice in this last year with limited access where Cole One McDonald was on the team. And Cole McDonald threw two picks. Luke Cole, Falk McDonald, was still worse. Cole McDonald was worse than Luke Falk. Luke and Falk was so bad. Luke, Cole Luke McDonald. Falk complete. Like, he, he was inaccurate. Luke Falk got jobs, plural, after the Titans cut. I him. don't know how. Cole McDonald did not. Cole McDonald was the worst draft pick. I don't know. If Isaiah Wilson's the worst. Obviously, Cole McDonald's the worst non-Isaiah Wilson draft pick that that John Robinson's ever made. Fair, fair. Because fair. the guy could, the guy was so bad they realized it in the second week, and it made no sense to do that. So I think the Titans draft a quarterback. If they do it in the sixth or seventh round, they're wasting a draft pick. I agree. That, that's where I'm at. Special teams. I agree. So it has to be fourth or higher if you're going to draft one. But here's where I'm at. I don't think you draft one. Okay. I think you get the cheapest drug there is. You got to go. You got to get the cheapest free agent quarterback and get at least some experience. Or, and I hate to say this, you ride with Logan Woodside again. And I don't like that idea. Uh, don't get me wrong, but he's still under contract. He's only costing you $700,000. And I believe that that is the most likely scenario. I don't think it's not that smart, but I think the most likely scenario is that Logan Woodside continues to be the backup quarterback. And they don't address this position, my prediction, until next year because of Ryan Tannehill's out on his contract after year three. You're talking about in the draft? Next year. In the draft? Yes. Okay, because I think they have to They have to bring somebody else in to compete with Logan Woodside. They can, and they will. But they I believe they will settle on Logan Woodside once again. All right, so and Chris Brent is going to love that because <laughs> he's going to get number five back into the huddle. All right, so Christine brings up a funny comment. Still salty that the Titans traded Jarrell Casey for that backup quarterback. That's not exactly what happened. The Titans had several seventh-round draft picks last year, and they actually traded Jarrell Casey to the Broncos for a seventh-round draft pick and then traded that draft pick to the Chiefs for a sixth-round draft pick this year. So Jarrell Casey's draft pick has not been selected yet. So, Christine, it's okay. You don't have to be uh, salty about that because that's not how it works. Yeah, hey, and Jarrell is on the open market. You don't know where Jarrell is going to land. The not tatted with, monster, does he have any more game left in him? Not with the Titans. Dwayne Walker, Jarrell Casey, two former guys who dealt time, who missed last year with injuries, who the Titans had moved on from, who are also not coming back to the Titans. I, I would agree with that. I think if uh, Casey more likely than Walker, but I think both very doubtful. Yes. All right, Zach. Let's talk about some free agent options. Well, they I love continuity. That's the other reason why continuity, continuity. That's the, whole, the other reason why I'm going with Logan Woodside as the probable backup quarterback to start the season. They're just running it again. It's the whole concept. The Chiefs they can they can market run it back from a year ago because they won the freaking Super Bowl two years ago. You can't say run it back. If you got bounced in the wild card round at home versus the Ravens, and that's what they're doing, it's driving me nuts. Yeah. So I, mean, I like good to great. I like that. I don't like continuity 
of a wild card team that didn't make it to the divisional playoff round. Zach, let's be honest. We everybody in the Titans media made fun of good to great during that year. I didn't. I liked it. BS. If I was the only media member, I loved it. We, we, they, no, we, you know, because it was self-aware. We absolutely, I, 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 we I absolutely made, time. we absolutely poked fun at good to great. No, they were sitting, incorrect. I don't know if you, I don't know if you have amnesia or something, but I definitely remember me saying I love it because it's very self-aware. And what did I say at the beginning of the season? We'll see. We'll find out. We'll see if you can get to great. We'll hold you accountable just like we do every single day on this show. Oh, but I my- loved that mantra. I hate continuity. Shane Bowen had the last half of the defense in the league last year. Like, that's not continuity. Uh, the the so Todd Downing, sure which made fun of it. No, Zach, we all like, I'm not saying that you immediately made fun of it right when they started saying that, like in May or April, is that we all made fun of it when they were sitting there at two and four and looks terrible or sitting there at three and five after losing to the Panthers or four and five after losing to the Panthers and also looking terrible. We were all making fun of, ah, is this the good to great you were talking about? That's holding them accountable. Yes, exactly. And that's, and uh, and again, most of that was because of Marcus Mariota's shortfalling shortcomings. He couldn't play. He can't play. He's no good. Yeah. That's the reason why they couldn't get to great, and they had to find Tana Thrill to come in and, and save them. Big Mac says, "I remember Zach holding J. Robin Vrabel accountable on several shows about good to great." We absolutely thank you, Big Mac. Mac. Shout out to Big Mac. Big but Mac, you're getting the it, love of the show. You know, but we took the comedy approach of holding accountable, of poking at good to great uh, for that uh, several couple of months stretch there for the Titans. Okay, Zach, let's talk about free agent quarterbacks because. Look, the odds favorite of who is going to be the backup quarterback for the Titans next year is Logan Woodside. He's probably like minus 300 uh, to be the backup quarterback to Ryan Tannehill because that's who they have under contract. That's who they said they loved all last offseason. He only he only threw three passes last year. His only completion came on a fake punt. I went over that earlier in the show right out of the gates when Brent Woods says that he's thrown a bunch of nice passes. So, Zach, let's go over a couple free agent options and ask this. Which of these free agents that I'm about to name make the most sense as a Titans backup? But first, let me tell everybody about Mandu.com, the pulse of fitness for one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout, is absolutely free. Uh, go uh, check them out because I, I love this, these workouts. They're for everybody, whether you're in shape, out of shape, young or senior citizen. They've got people up to their 90s working out at Mandu because it helps your bones get stronger. It helps your muscles. It helps burn that hard to get rid of body fat. Mandu.com, your first workout is absolutely free. 15-minute workout of full body muscle stimulation. So check it out, Mandu.com. I did Mandu yesterday for the first time, and I took a week off to go skiing. Right, and I'm back. I'm back from yesterday, and man, I all the way through, no breaks, and I, I am sore today, and yeah. I will probably even be more sore tomorrow. But it's a good sore. Also, a good thing is BetMGM code A to Z Sports. Austin and I use the app pretty much, uh, I'd say, every day because we are rolling hot. And we got you covered. A to Z Sports Pick Show today at noon with Vegas insider Brian Edwards 
and CBS Sports Lines, Alan Bell. We got a couple of really good, I would call them professionals, helping you out on how to bet with the BetMGM app. All right, so I'm going to go over some free agents. But the one nice thing about BetMGM is when you have a bad day like I did yesterday, BetMGM wakes up the next morning and says, you know what, that was a tough day. Here's a free $10 bet. Here's a free $5 bet. Hope you do better today. <laughs> so, so I've at least got uh, that I can uh, roll with uh, today to make sure I can like, pick up the pieces from what yesterday was. Okay, so Zach, I'm going to run through the handful of free agent quarterbacks that I think makes sense both on the field and financially for the Tennessee Titans, okay? Key, key. Yes, both of them. And I'm going to start from the guy who made the most money last year to the least money last year. So the guy who made the most money last year, uh, A.J. McCarron, free agent from the Texans, he made $4 million last year. Then Andy Dalton, Played a lot of snaps for the Cowboys at $3 million. Colt McCoy, Matt Barkley, each in that $2 million range. Then two teammates. C.J. Beathard, Nick Mullins of the Niners, both under a million dollars last year. Those are the six free agent quarterbacks that I think make the most sense financially and on the field for backup quarterback to Ryan Tannehill. Look, I ruled out Alex Smith. I rule out Brissett, Trubisky, Fitzpatrick, Tyrod Taylor. Those guys are, are going to get too much money. Jacoby uh, Brissett? I said that. Oh, yeah, it's too much money? Yeah, yeah. Jacoby Brissett made $15 million last year. Yeah, no, I, well, he won't make that anymore, but he's going to be too expensive. That would be, yeah. in a perfect scenario, Jacoby Brissett is the ideal backup quarterback, but he's not in the market with the Titans cap situation. Right, so again... I. AJ McCarron at four mils, the highest. And then I have CJ Beathard and Nick Mullins, who each made uh, under a million dollars last year with the Niners. So again, I have my pick. The six quarterbacks, I'll run through one more time. And then I want you to go through the through the comments before uh you give yours. AJ McCarron, Andy Dalton, Colt McCoy, Matt Barkley, CJ Beathard, Nick Mullins. So Donald says he'd be cool with Colt McCoy. Evan says A.J. McCarron. Beathard would be nice from Jarrell. All are overrated from Jordan, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Christine says Andy Dalton. C.J. Beathard from uh, Griffin. So there's a lot of different – I mean, I, everybody's kind of said uh, different ones. McCarron or Dalton coming in from Patrick. The Red Rifle, baby, from Jared. You've got Fitzmagic, question mark, from Ryan. I think he no. would be too expensive. And, and Ryan Fitzpatrick's trying to play for his ninth team, and he's already been on the Titans, so he doesn't want to double dip. So my and, – and other people mentioned this guy. If they sign Nick Mullins, I, I would approve. That would be out of all of these guys, as we said, on the field, but more importantly this offseason against the salary cap, Nick Mullins – has subtle experience because Jimmy Garoppolo has been hurt the last couple of years, has played NFL snaps, has proven that he's not a starter, that he is a backup quarterback, but is adequate. And you just need him in spot duty. You need him like you need you needed Matt Castle in Miami. You needed him like Blaine Gabbert against the Texans, not Blaine Gabbert against the Colts in the Week 17 game in which Marcus Mariota was on the sidelines in a ball cap. But 
You need that backup quarterback in spot duty. You don't need you don't want him for three, four weeks at a time, right? Yeah. Nick yeah. Mullins, I think, could do that and steal a win. By That's the way, what a backup door quarterback uh, should do. Blaine Gabbert also available as a free agent quarterback. And Blaine got a, a Super Bowl ring last he did. year. He did. Blaine so shout out to Blaine. Yes, he, he did get a uh, Super Bowl ring. All right, so Nick Mullins last year uh, played in 10 games for the Niners, threw for 2,400 yards, 12 touchdowns. I mean, that's that's the most production outside of Andy Dalton, who played a lot of games for uh, the Cowboys, threw for 2,100 yards and 14 touchdowns last year in Dallas. But Andy Dalton, 34 years old. Nick Mullins, only 26. So uh, Logan Woodside, same age as Nick Mullins. I think my favorite out of these is C.J. Beathard. I think C.J. Beathard makes a lot of sense because Hometown if I'm hero. not – yeah, hometown guy would like to, I and mean, I think he would like to come back here. He's been out in San Francisco for a few years, would like to come back here. And he is, he's a pretty athletic dude. And I, I think CJ Beathard would make sense. He's, I think Nick Mullins has played himself to be more expensive than CJ Beathard. That's probably why I picked him. <laughs> yeah. And, and Teron says Mullins beat out Beathard in San Francisco. And we also don't know. We don't know who San Francisco might want back of these two. Like San Francisco doesn't know what they're going to do with Jimmy Garoppolo necessarily. They might try to trade for somebody, but they also might want one of these guys back to make sense in their system because these guys have had decent success. Well, but I not think- enough though, because Jimmy Garoppolo is a liability with injury. He's proven that. And they've also proven if Garoppolo goes down, neither Beathard or Mullins can get them to where they need to be. Right? That's that's why I picked one of the two guys. I picked Mullins is because of that thinking, is that San Francisco needs to find somebody else because they've done that over the last three years. And two years of those, one, they had the number two overall pick and drafted Nick Bosa. And last year, they weren't very good, backdoored their way into some wins, and I think San Francisco's picking in the top 10. Bobby says, I'm right sorry, but you're you're splitting hairs between just and other guys. If any of these guys play, the Titans are losing 31 to 10. But no, but but Bobby, that's why I mentioned the examples of the Blaine Gabbert versus Houston and Matt Castle versus Miami. You I I think without knowing that, you didn't expect Matt Castle to go into to I guess it was Hard Rock Stadium that day and win, and he did. And that helped. I mean, that that was the difference between eight and eight and nine seven. But they lost that game. They lost that game at Miami with Matt Castle. Did they? Yes. It was an ugly game. They lost it. There was a controversial Oh, Delaney Walker. Yeah, there was a controversial was it a forward pass or not in that game. They lost that game. And then as Teron brings up, Kevin Byard had uh, a touchdown pass versus the Texans uh, on the fake punt. I, I believe Blaine Gabbert threw a screen touchdown to Taewon Taylor in that game uh, there too. So, like, they were able to but win you're those. you're not games. asking much from this guy. One game. Yeah. I, I just I, – I wonder if, if Nick Mullins is going to get <clears throat> opportunities elsewhere to play a bigger role because of what he's been able to show in San Francisco after, over the last couple of years. So he was one and zero in 2016. Matt Castle was. 
Yeah, he was zero one. Twenty seventeen. Yeah, so twenty sixteen, the one win was Week seventeen against the Texans. The week after Mariota broke his the leg, throwaway game. Fair. Yes, when it did not matter, the Titans were done. It didn't matter. They won because I think Tom Savage played quarterback for the Texans that day. So then in in twenty seventeen. He played in Miami when Mariota hurt his hamstring the week before uh, against Houston when the, the Texans dropped like 50-something on the Titans. And then, yeah, you, okay, you, you're right. Well, I, look, I think for this scenario, you just have to have somebody that is better or has more experience than Logan Woodside, right? That's what we're trying to come up with. All right, I, I have uh, a couple people in the comments section are bringing something up. Griffin says, I wouldn't mind Josh Dobbs if the Steelers drop him again. Well, Griffin, you don't have to wait for the Steelers to drop him. Josh Dobbs is also available. So I, I have an opinion about something about Josh Dobbs that I, I think you might find interesting. I You can either sign Josh Dobbs or you could potentially draft who I think could be a similar but better Josh Dobbs. And that's Kellen Mond. I think Kellen Mond is a better thrower, but a less of a runner than Josh Dobbs. And in the NFL, you would prefer the better thrower version of Josh Dobbs. You could maybe get Kellen Mond in the fourth or fifth round. It, it, nah, I, I don't, I, I retract that statement. I, I don't, maybe the fourth, but. It just depends on where these quarterbacks are going to land early. The first round will set the tone, like everything, right? Like, you know, the year that they drafted five quarterbacks in the first round, if that happens again, which I don't think it would be five, then that makes the difference. We saw this last year with the Titans and the domino effect. Austin, you've mentioned this many a times. The Green Bay Packers kind of screwed over the Titans' pick because they went up and drafted Jordan Love the third. And now all of a sudden there wasn't a want or need to for a quarterback to trade back. Quarterbacks set the tone of this entire draft. Quarterbacks and wide receivers, in my opinion, set the, the tone in in the draft because once wide receivers come come off the board, usually like two come right after it. Yeah, you sort of run. It's the same way for, for the quarterback position. So I would be curious to see where all these first-round quarterbacks actually land. Oh Well, they're going to go high. I think Mac Jones will end up being the fifth quarterback to go in the first round. And then His you've got – is climbing. Yeah, and then you have uh, Kyle Trask, who could be uh, another option. You've got Jamie Newman and Kellen Mond there after that. CBS Sports – has Jamie Newman at 122 overall and Mond one spot behind him. So here's a quick hypothetical. Let's just do this. Let's bring Teron's situation into this uh, as well. If you're a Titans fan, if and you're probably all watching right now, would you rather sign Josh Dobbs or spend that 100th overall pick on Kellen Mond? Would you oh, rather God. sign Josh Dobbs or spend th that 100th pick over? I just, but that's what we're talking about. I don't want to. I, I, I say this jokingly. I don't want to talk about this because I don't want either of that to happen. I don't think the hundred pick in this year's draft should go to a quarterback, and I don't think that Josh Dobbs. That is the like heart scenario. Josh Dobbs is no good. Okay, guys, he's not good. He 
He may be good right. in your heart. So, he may be a, 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 a semi-astronaut. He may be a great ambassador for the University of Tennessee. He blows at throwing the football as a professional quarterback. It it will it that's not good. Okay. So take your heart out of it. It's like me talking about old miss guys. Put my heart into it. I haven't put my heart into it. We're just talking about Josh Dobbs. He got brought up organically. And I think it's a good conversation of would you rather sign Josh Dobbs to compete with Logan Woodside or spend that 100th overall draft pick on Kellen Mond? For money purpose, I go Dobbs. Jeez, I, I don't like either of them, but I go Dobbs because I don't want to waste that 100th pick that I think you should draft a defensive player for. You you got to get guys. Your draft, John Robinson's draft last year was awful, was really bad. As you've said, Austin, not one of them played 300 snaps. That's an issue. You can't do that again in a Super Bowl window. So you have to get value out of every single one of your picks. So don't draft Kellen Mond in which a guy you don't want to get any snaps. You want to draft a guy at 100 overall to get snaps. If you draft Kellen Mond, you don't want him to get snaps. That's my final answer, and I'm sticking to it. And I I hate the question, but I'm going Josh Dobbs. So to put to wrap a bow around everything with our – Backup quarterback conversation. We asked a lot of questions today. One of them, what the first one was, would you rather draft or sign a free agent backup quarterback? My answer is free agent quarterback. We're then alive. we both like one of the two or both of the two of the 49ers backups between Bethard and Mullins. We think that's probably the best option for the Titans to go to to compete with uh, with uh, Logan Woodside. Now, with the specific question of would you rather sign Josh Jobs or draft Kellen Mond at 100th overall? I- I'm taking Kellen Mond at 100th overall. I think I don't like rather that. than Josh Dobbs. No, because uh, money. Josh Dobbs is cheap in a year that you you want cheap talent that won't play. The Logan Woodside was a great investment last year. Why? Because you, you said he didn't play much. He he threw one pass. He threw three passes. One of yeah. his one completion was he threw two passes as a quarterback. He threw one pass as an up back on a fake punt. He took six kneel downs. Great investment for a backup quarterback. So if Kellen Mond and and Stevens like if the Titans draft Kellen Mond, Zach's gonna explode. I won't explode if they get Mond in the fourth round or the fifth round. He won't get to the fifth, but let's say the fourth. I think I would be okay with a late because they're going to be picking later in the, that round because of where they finished. If you, can get, if you can get value at 126 for Kellen Mond, I don't hate that because that tells me what needs to have happened. Perfect case scenario. They have two third round picks, so I'm going to have to figure out one more pick. I Defensive pass rusher first. Do it. You need it. Have to do it. Number one, find it. Round two. I wouldn't be upset with a wide receiver. Round three, I want an inside linebacker at some point in round three, and I still haven't made up my mind. Another defensive player, depending Corner. on what you do at tight end and wide out Corner. in the third round. Corner. Corner. Fair. Okay. Thank you, Austin. So third round, that's where I go. I no, the in the first in the first three rounds, you've got to get edge uh wide receiver corner. 
in the first three rounds, you have to get three of those players, if not double dip on one of those positions with that 100th overall pick. But I, what would get me excited, and A.J. Brown's drafting got me juiced. What would get me really amped is in the second round, they trade up to find Elijah Moore. I would very much like that, a dynamic player to replace you know, the concussed Adam Humphreys, not his fault, but he can't play. I would love that. That gets my engines revved. I want that to happen in round two. You're getting yourself a wide receiver. You go out and get Keelan Cole. Your wide receiver group is not outstanding, but at the same time, you ain't paying Corey Davis $10-plus million to go out of bounds or block. That's my that's my deal. You, I, I did this yesterday after I talked about you know this Corey Davis contract offer and and this Carl Lawson contract offer. I went to the draft network and did this, and I <laughs> I got so lucky with what I did. So here's here's what I got. You're looking at this top 85 picks where I drafted five guys. I got a trade offer from Zach's Buccaneers to move down to 32nd overall, and I also picked up. Uh, the 66th pick, it, or, no, I picked up the 42nd pick. I don't know what I did. I moved around a bunch. I moved around a bunch. I traded back. Then I traded back up, and I got Gregory Rousseau from Miami, Elijah Moore from Ole Miss, Joseph Asai, who just had a 41-inch vertical jump at Texas Pro Day yesterday as an edge player. And then I got Asante Samuel Jr. The Titans tried to get his dad in free agency years back. Now they got a son. And then Brevin Jordan from Miami who just ran a 4440 yesterday as well. So that's, you know, that would be like a love 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 ideal scenario. And well, what did you do? You you targeted and those guys wouldn't be available in my opinion. I know what you did. I mean, well, a, I mean they were available a, in the draft that I did. It's right? a fantasy draft pick, right? I, and I get it. I'm not discrediting you. I traded up to go get Asante Samuel and had to give up some later picks. But. Yeah, and because you're you're spending capital that you're not going to use, right? So um uh, you did the right thing in targeting team need. If you go back to that graphic, like what do the Titans need? Yeah. They need ed rusher, wide receiver, edge rusher, cornerback, tight end. The only thing missing, in my opinion, as I've said, is an inside linebacker. I draft that a little bit higher because of the question marks of Jayon Brown. I don't think they're going to re-sign him. And really the question marks of Rashawn Evans, in which we discussed yesterday. So I, that's smart. That was a very intelligent Titans analyst uh, draft. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's realistic, but I like I like that second round with Elijah Moore. That would make me very happy. Teron said that's a good haul. I'm not high in Rousseau or Osai, but I get the picks. And like I, I traded back to 32 to try to figure out what it would look like. What did the Bucks trade up for? I don't remember. <laughs> I could probably that would, that would make if you had that bit of information, Austin. I would have uh I could have told you if it was realistic because I know every team need that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have and need at their particular position, which in a great spot as Super Bowl champions, I might add. If so you give me a second, I might be able to find what the Bucks traded up for. I, the, the Bucks, I don't know if they they got Tristan Wirfs last year because they needed to tackle, which is a great pick to protect Tom Brady. I, I, I just and and Teron says Zach, what inside linebackers do you like? You got Jabril Cox and uh, Shaz Surratt. I, 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 
I think I value the inside linebackers. I will I will uh, concede to Teron's knowledge on inside linebackers of the draft. I know the team need based on what I know about the Titans. They got to get really good value. They've hit. We've talked about that. They hit late round picks on their inside linebackers with Avery Williamson, got $9 million for the Jets, which is ridiculous, in a second contract, and Jayon Brown out of Cal, who was undersized but ended up working out very well in a later round. And now I don't know if he'll be back. They got to do that, but I, I'll give them the third round pick to go to find that. <clears throat> All right, here's what I did. This is why I did what I did. So at 22 overall – uh, all four of the edge players were still on the board. Pay, Phillips, um, uh, Ojolari, and Rousseau. So I thought, okay, I had a trade offer. And so I was like, I can move back and see who's left of the four. This is just an exercise for me to figure things out. So uh, the Bucks offered me the best deal. So I'm, they moved up to 22 and drafted Quiddy Pay out of Michigan. Jalen Phillips from Miami went to the Jets. Ojalari went 30th to the Bills, and that's why I landed with Rousseau at 32 overall. But I got a lot of picks out of that. And so I also did this with understanding that I just re-signed Corey Davis and Carl Lawson in free agency. So that's where I was thinking, if if you get Carl Lawson, you can more afford to take a guy like Rousseau because he is more of a project and doesn't necessarily fit as well, but you at least – you don't have as much importance on that guy if you get Carl Lawson or somebody like that uh, there. So th- that's that's what I did with that trade. So y- your bucks went up and got Quiddy Pay. Yeah, uh, and defensive end, that makes a lot of sense because I have a gut feeling, and I hate this, I don't think Shaq Barrett will return. He's kind of the last looming. They got Levante David done. They did what they did with Chris Godwin. I don't know what they're going to do with old Shaq Barrett. Right. All right. It is esports. Let's get to our next topic, and that is Cam Newton re-signs with the Patriots for a lot of money. Asking, uh, now having us ask the question, who is the most overrated quarterback in the NFL? But first, Zach, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next car. My Hyundai Sonata parked right outside of my house. I absolutely love it. It's reliable. It was the international car of the year when I bought it in 2012. And that's all you need to know. If you get a reliable brand, it's a good investment. They always say that cars, you know, depreciate right right as you drive them off the lot. Well, they don't depreciate if they're reliable, right? It doesn't matter because they've gotten you where you need to go. The worst thing in the world, and we've all done it, all of a sudden something's wrong with your car. All of a sudden the mechanic comes up to you and says, that'll be $2,600 for what? I don't know. Just fix it. You don't want to have that. And I haven't had knock on wood i have not had to had to go to to go to a mechanic to bend me over for twenty six hundred dollars <laughs> because i've had the reliable hyundai sonata you can get that as well wilsoncountyhyundai.com get a new or used vehicle plus that hyundai palisade that 2021 palisade they have them in stock that's wilsoncountyhyundai.com it is Sports, bet MGM, download the, the app, use our bonus code ATOZ Sports with your first deposit and your first bet. You get a risk-free bet up to 600 bucks. The king of sports books, make sure you take advantage of that. And also take advantage of the information we're about to give you guys at noon with our Vegas insider Brian Edwards and also Alan Bell of CBS Sportsline. They host A to Z Sports Picks coming up at noon central time today, talking heavy Tennessee, Florida 
as SEC tournament action gets underway in a couple hours here uh, on a Friday. So A to Z Sports Picks coming up right where you're watching today. But Cam Newton signs a big contract. Well, interesting big because Adam Schefter said it was for $14 million earlier this morning. I just saw Mike Rice of ESPN uh, say on Cam Newton's one-year contract, a total of $6 million is tied to honors and how far the Patriots might advance in the playoffs. Heavy incentives on a deal that could be worth close to $14 million. So that Cam Newton deal, not exactly what it looked like, you know, an hour ago. Uh, but that makes more sense. So who is the most overrated quarterback in the NFL right now? Because I, I was thinking Cam Newton at $14 million this year would have been absurd in my opinion. But who is the most overrated quarterback right now in the NFL? So I think it's between – I'm just going to list out the ones that I think are in the running. Um, Matt Ryan, even though he won an MVP way back in the day, when was that? That was like – 2017 hasn't really done much since Teddy Bridgewater, who just got a big contract from Carolina last year because he won five games with the saints the year before a backup duty. I think Kirk cousins has got to be in this conversation. I would say Dak Prescott has to be in this conversation based on the money he just had. And you know what, Austin, I think from oh Derek Carr, Definitely has to be in this situation. I think people are more high on him than he truly is. Jimmy Garoppolo is definitely got to right, be in this right, conversation. Who, who, like, there's a lot of comments. We can read people's comments. And you, I, you, Jared Goff. Seth brings up Jared Goff. Absolutely, Jared Goff, a thousand percent overrated as the Rams just showed. Matthew Stafford. I think right. Matthew Stafford could be an, one of the most underrated quarterbacks. He's been stuck in Detroit for a decade. But no, but I mean, he's he got the massive contract. He is high, he is regarded as a top tier quarterback, just in a bad spot. Yeah, but or but, he, but people have forgotten about Matt Stafford for such a long time because of how crappy the Lions are ran. Right, and and this is what I think. I, I have my one of my answers is a very good one. I think. Ryan Tannehill would be on this list for everybody else who hasn't watched Ryan Tannehill play okay. in the last year and a half. I think if you interviewed somebody from California, New York, Florida, Kansas City, Dallas, just go anywhere around the, the country and said, what do you think about Ryan Tannehill? Do you think he's overrated? I think a lot of people would say yes. Here's where I'm at. I agree with Teron. This drives me nuts. Yeah, I dang it. We're about to land the same place. Taysom Hill. That that guy is not a quarterback. He can't win you games the way that you need to be won. He is a Taysom Hill is your center fielder in high school that also plays quarterback who's the best athlete, except that doesn't work in the National Football League. That may work at uh, you know, Waterbury High School. He's also the best uh, perimeter defender on the basketball team. Exactly. Fast, <laughs> quick. Get, and you know what? He, he he dates the hottest cheerleader too. Kimberly. Kimberly dates Taysom. It's, it, it's a match made in heaven. Way to go, bud. Drives a big jacked up truck. Dips occasionally. Like that, that is, that is, the proto, that is the prototypical guy, but he doesn't work in the NFL. You have to have the it factor. 
And Taysom Hill doesn't have the it factor. You know what I've seen? Ryan Tannehill has the it factor. He's I've seen this man get hit in the mouth and still make the throw across the middle. I've been very impressed, surprised, obviously, with what Ryan Tannehill has done over the last couple of years. Uh, but I still would say that other people would say overrated. But Taysom Hill and Kirk Cousins, those are kind of my top two. Taysom Hill, like what has Taysom Hill done to warrant what he's getting paid? Maintained. Maintained what? Maintained the Saints. Like the Saints fell short and always fall short, it seems like. But he's maintained the regular season where it hasn't been, oh no, Drew Brees is out. The Saints are falling. Well, they've That's turned to other doing. people to do that. When Drew Brees goes out, they turn to Teddy Bridgewater or Jameis Winston, not Taysom Hill. But that guy, as Griffin brings up, is being paid the third, third highest contract on that roster. Like Which Taysom Hill. Baffling. Taysom Hill and I think Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff and Taysom Hill are by far the three most overrated quarterbacks. What about Derek Carr? Derek Carr, I, I think. The, the Raiders have a lot of issues. I actually don't think Derek Carr is, is one. Derek Carr played really well last season. They just fell apart as a team. And I don't think you can put that on the shoulders of Derek Carr. I think that goes on Mayock, Gruden, the defense, and others. others. Two quarterbacks we have not mentioned. Corey mentioned Sam Darnold, and Titans for Life mentions Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, I think people are polarized on, so I don't think he can be in this conversation because some people, uh, the, I think the majority of people think Carson Wentz is broken, therefore he cannot be overrated. In my opinion. I agree. Sam Darnold. Carson Wentz gets too much clout because where he was drafted and to whom he was drafted. The Philadelphia Eagles, if he was drafted to like uh, Jacksonville or... Uh, even Arizona or Houston or something, nobody would give a damn about Carson Wentz. The fact that he was in Philadelphia and all those people with pitchforks and his story, the fact that the backup quarterback won his Super Bowl, that that that's a tough pill to swallow. And Griffin, this is where I'm very curious about. I think this year will be very telling for Mr. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, rookie of the year a couple of years ago. Got Arizona and improved Arizona under Cliff Kingsbury last year. But can he make the jump in year three as a closer to top-tier quarterback? I don't think – I think Kyler I think Murray – I'm Kyler more Murray, high on Kyler Murray than I think you are. Kyler Murray can do a lot of things that you can't game plan for, and that's – dangerous and Lamar Jackson's the same way and so they will always be able to have that to where if you make if one guy in your defense makes a mistake and where he's supposed to be and and loses his discipline then boom they're by everybody for a touchdown that's what happened to the Titans uh, in the playoffs with Lamar Jackson Kyler Murray offers that same type of dynamic and Kevin brings up Ben Roethlisberger I, well, I think that's a good comment too because yeah. you thought that Big Ben was just going to will their way at the end of the season to be good, and he couldn't because they didn't run the – They does, does Todd Haley still call that offense? Yeah, I want to say yes. Steelers 
offensive coordinator is. I, I want to say yes. All right, and I Canada. I, I I hate doing this because Brent is a really good viewer, but Brent has just been off his game the last two days. I already like he didn't know who Carl Lawson was yesterday. I already roasted him about Logan Woodside throwing a bunch of good passes, and now he comes up here and says. Dak misses a lot of time, chokes in big games, and got paid way too much. Now, you can argue whether you think he got paid way too much, but to say that Dak Prescott misses a lot of times is just factually incorrect. Dak Prescott started in the first four years of his career and played in all 16 games. Then he had his ankle snapped in pieces in the fifth game of the season, and then missed the rest of the year. The only time Dak Prescott has missed is when his body parts were disconnected from the rest of his body. So, Brent, like, dude, like, be more right. Stop being so wrong all the time. Like, what? like you're not even close. And and he's, he won playoff game. I mean, he's one and two, but he, he has won a playoff game. He beat the... Seattle Seahawks at home in the wild card round and lost to the Rams who went to the Super Bowl. And then uh, a couple of years ago, they lost uh, their first game as well. But, you know. Uh, yeah, like Garrett says, is is he mixing up Dak with Zeke? <laughs> well, no, because Zeke doesn't miss a lot of time. No, he right, right. It's like the whole – Dak's – okay. I, I, here's a side note about Zeke. That, look, A to Z Sports Dallas, we got big plans for that. One yeah. discussion I'd love to have. I am worried, uh, and I watch it. I watch all Cowboys games. I, I just watch all of them. I'm worried about Zeke and his, a, a, and this is, I'm just going to say it because I have to be honest. I'm worried about Zeke's head and mind later in life. He hits with his head. Yeah. Way too much. Now it gets him six more yards, but I that guy goes forward. He is a hard runner. He doesn't care. He does not give a damn. And I am worried about Zeke later in life because of all the hits that go go to that guy's head. God, it's yeah. unreal. That's a side Brent, note. Brent comes back because okay, so he may not miss as many games as I thought, but still chokes and is overpaid. Therefore, he's overrated. Okay, correction. But you can't lead off your but any your... Dallas Cowboy quarterback is going to be overpaid because they don't win Super Bowls. Yes, and they're desperate, right? And they're the Dallas freaking Cowboys. So that's always going to be the book out on them. Yep. Yep. So uh, Catfish Jake says he thinks the most overrated quarterback is Cam Newton, the guy that started this conversation that nobody brought up. Yeah, I and I, I'm yeah I yeah I don't That's I it. was very surprised that they signed him. Cam Newton is a waste at this point. Yeah, he, he no can't doubt. get you to where you want to go. I agree. I the agree. Patriots right. are going to have to draft a quarterback, right? Yeah, 15 overall. That's where like they think Mac Jones can probably land is 15th overall with the Patriots. Um, and if you have Cam with Mac Jones, I think you can get by uh, for the time being and see what Mac Jones can become. But that's that would be a conceivable plan for the Patriots is with Cam Newton, draft Mac Jones 15th and see what happens. Yeah, for sure. 
All right, let's end our week with good news. Ain't that good news? We always uh, want your good news every Friday as we wrap up our week. But first, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse, the professional landlords in the Nashville area. Renterswarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. There's so many different ways you can use Renters Warehouse to your benefit for you and your family. You can actually you can create extra cash flows for you and your family by renting out your property instead of selling it. Selling it's a one-time transaction that might be for you. But Renters Warehouse can turn that into uh, a cash register machine every month by other people paying your mortgage and then some. And Renters Warehouse does all the work for you. They cover all the changing regulations. They do all the maintenance. They find the renters with their database. So it's not just sitting empty for a while. Renterswarehouse.com is where to go. It is eSports. Don't forget BetMGM, the title sponsor of this program. BetMGM code ATOZ Sports, ATOZ Sports to hook you up. Risk free first bet up to six hundred dollars. Uh, we had a, a viewer this week win ninety nine just by listening to the show, which is great. So bet MGM promo code A two Z Sports. All right, Zach, I've got some good news for you that you probably don't even know yet. Ooh, I like that. Tom Brady has reached a contract extension with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that will keep him with the Bucks through the twenty twenty two season. I love that extra year. I, 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 the, man, just life is great. I mean, I wore my Bucks Super Bowl championship T-shirt last night, and it just felt good. I, I mean, I, it's getting a little warmer. I, things, things are looking up in 2021. F 2020 and 2019, in my opinion. Hello, 2021 with TB12. And what it also does. So one year contract extension. He had. 2021 was his last year. So they one-year contract extension to lock him in for 2022. And it opens up some cap room this year for uh, your Bucks. Tom always looking towards the team, yes. not towards himself. Well, and he has the ability to do that for all of his off-the-field income and his wife's income. Not everybody has that. So well, he has the ability to make it all team-friendly. Tom it's the does. perfect. Yep. It's the perfect. He says, Y'all sleeping on Cam. No, Cam's sleeping on the sidelines. Uh, wife gave birth. Oh, here's Hunter's to our first child, baby girl Harlow. Nice. Golf, golf clap to Hunter. He, he prefaced that good news at the beginning of the show. So salute to Hunter and your family, growing family at that. Alex says, Good news. Got Memphis Tiger basketball tonight. 100 bucks on the Memphis Tigers right there. Summer, or Sumner, excuse me, turning 31 Sunday. Growing up before our eyes, Sumner. So happy uh, early birthday. Hope you have a great weekend. William says vacation starts tomorrow. A lot of people going on spring break vacation. That's right. As they say, uh, good news. NHL's coming back to ESPN. Going to bring back childhood memories from Dom uh, right there. Good news from Zach. Trip to Memphis is booked just a few more weeks until they leave. John Ely says, finally excited. Some good golf weekend weather. And I've talked about one of my buddies who's going golfing as well. Jeff says, good news going to Disney tomorrow for a belated fourth birthday vacation. Also, Ohio State finally didn't choke away a win in the last three minutes for the first time in five games. Jeff, I was following that because uh, Minnesota closed the gap very quickly I jumped on Minnesota plus 16 and a half at the very beginning of the game and won a couple hundred dollars for that. So uh, very good. Austin, what is your 
good news on this Friday? My good news is something that had to do with the SEC tournament and the fact that I loved to see Kentucky fans go home before the weekend in Nashville. I love the SEC tournament being in Nashville, but the thing that comes along with that is the blue mist just stinking our city up for a whole weekend. But even if Mississippi State cost Zach and I some money, Georgetown also beat Villanova, so it wouldn't have mattered. But we lost our parlay there. And then your good news didn't have to do with betting. It didn't have to. No, but my good news is <laughs> Kentucky's going home. Kentucky fans, get out of here. They are going home as losers. They won nine games all season. The first time in like 80-plus years that the Kentucky Wildcat basketball team did not have double-digit wins in a season. John Calipari, I was listen- why I was listening to the post-game press conference, I don't know. But Kentucky media, as Homer Media does, is asking John Calipari softball questions about what did you think about so-and-so's performance in tonight's game and what he did for you guys. Like, their season just ended, and you're asking about what this guy did? No, you have to ask John Calipari about how much of a disappointment this season has been. It's been the worst Kentucky basketball season since the mid seventies, get out of, get out of Nashville, go back home and get ready for Yankee spring training. There you go. And so my good news happen, turned into shade. That doesn't happen that often. Yeah. And that, that is the good part. So very good shade there. I, I will. Good news and that. shade all tied together to send us the weekend. Kentucky is home. Well, we'll see what Tennessee does today, right? I don't have high expectations. <laughs> um, all right. Hey, good shade. All right. Excuse me. Good, good news. Uh, not shade. Shade on Kentucky, but good news. I get it. Uh, <laughs> so my, my good news actually goes a little deeper because I, I, I was impressed with something that I think that we all can learn from in today's society. So I'm going to take another uh, layer back in what we are are dealing with in today's age. And that is an abundance of hate and mistakes and racism and all of those things that we've that been a part of our culture that has turned into immediate cancel culture. And you know how I feel about cancel culture. I hate it. I think that lessons need to be learned. But I my good news is what Julian Edelman did this week, which I think we can learn a lot from. And what did he do? He actually extended an olive branch out to Myers Leonard. If you know, Myers Leonard was caught on camera, anti-Semitic term, uh, on his live stream. And basically, Julian Edelman, who is Jewish, extended out, hey, come to, to Florida and let's talk about this. He didn't bash him. He didn't go through. He had never met Myers Leonard either, right, from the Miami Heat who got fined $50,000 and suspended indefinitely for the, for the time being for his comments. Now, I heard those comments. I thought it was a lie that he didn't know what they mean, but you got to take a man's word for it. But I think this is what we can learn from this, is instead of just saying, fire Myers Leonard, he's an SOB, he's a racist, he's an anti-Semite, whatever that is, let's settle in and let's talk about it. We're so quick to jump to conclusions because of hate. Cancel him. Cancel him. Fired. Done. Don't care. He's a racist. 
His career's over. His life is over. Get off the internet. Things are bad. I'm anti-racist, right? That is, you should not be a racist or an anti-Semite or anything. But let's go with the Julian Edelman side of things. Let's extend maybe some, some knowledge and some education on what we know and what we don't know based on ignorance or just lack of knowledge in which Myers Leonard said. Again, it, it, this goes to everything, and I think it's a big learning lesson. So my good news is what Julian Edelman did and wasn't quick to just shoot uh, shoot down Myers Leonard, who did make a mistake, and lessons need to be learned from that. There is no excuse for that, but I enjoyed what Julian Edelman did and said, hey, let's learn about this instead of just bashing the guy and killing him and canceling his ass from off of this earth. Yeah, overall, yes. But then <clears throat> a lot of people who continuously do things like Leonard did usually don't want that help or education. There's a lot of people that, you know. Fair, fact, but, but, but at least Julian Edelman was willing to extend. Now, it's up yeah. to Myers Leonard to see if he'll take him up of the offer. If he doesn't and say, screw you, I don't need you, then that's another deal. That's another right. conversation. Exactly. But – that that's what needs to happen, right? If somebody, and I'll give you an example, like this needs to happen more often and it's never going to stop, right? Unfortunately, uh, white people are going to be racist towards black people in a public setting again. I hate that that's the fact, but it's going to happen. How can we educate and prevent that and, and teach that person a lesson to not do that again and impact one life, a thousand life, a million life, whatever that is, with education instead of complete and utter get off the face of the earth, you're destroyed by the internet, you're fired. I, I just I think we need to think about this a little bit differently the next time it happens. Will that happen? I'm doubtful, but I did like and appreciate what Julian Edelman did in a situation that uh, was an awful one, but maybe can be rectified with some knowledge. Yeah, and so, you know, if, out, if you are looking for more of that education, I know there are a lot of great Instagram accounts that are doing this that you can follow so you uh, can broaden your outlook and learn uh, from some of these people who are doing a great job and trying to spread educational value to others who might be looking for it. So you and, just got to be open to looking for and it. And two things. You know, Datsun says your credibility should be attacked if you do something like that. He said attached. Uh, attached. I, I, so I agree with that. David comes up with the comment saying racists will always be racist regardless of their pigmentation. And But that's, I think, the narrow way of thinking. I think that if an opportunity, I don't, I think some people are like that. But maybe you can change. Maybe Myers Leonard changes because of this. Maybe he impacts the Jewish community because he's a millionaire. He plays NBA basketball. Maybe and Miami in general. He plays for the Miami Heat. Big Jewish community that are Heat fans, right? Well, and, and someone I think Dom brought up that the Heat, the owners of the Heat, are Jewish, right? And so maybe he learns his lesson. And if he was racist or anti-Semitic, then maybe he changes. I. I will never think – I will always give somebody a chance to change. Doesn't mean that they will, but at least give them the opportunity if 
they've made a massive mistake. I'm not trying to go in deep in on race. That's not what we do usually on this A to Z sports show. But I thought that was a very good thing that Julian Edelman did to kind of come to the aid. And maybe we can use that moving forward. That's all I wanted to recognize. Get the hell out of our city, Kentucky fans. And that's <laughs> how. We, no. <laughs> All right. Great way to end the show. Great way to end the week. It was a great week for A to Z Sports. We'll be back next week. Massive. Next week, huge. With the tampering period starting on Monday, free agency. We'll have more uh, outside of what we're doing here. We've also got A to Z Sports picks coming up at noon. If you want to win some money on college basketball today and this weekend, Watch A to Z sports picks coming up. Alan Bell, Brian Edwards, they've got their picks coming at noon central time. And we'll see you guys on a Monday. Adios.